Welcome to Kapilovich. It's your daily episode-by-episode podcast where we discuss the television show Supernatural. I am one of your hosts, Dan, and with me, as always... is his wife, Penny. Hello. How's it going today? Pretty good. We're getting this done ahead of time today. We've been running late the past few days. Yeah. It's, it's nice. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to wrap up my uh, responsibilities for the week and be... Uh, completely irresponsible for the weekend so <laughs> yeah yes so yeah and if anyone's wondering why we didn't do monday um monday was a holiday martin luther king jr day so we just decided to be bums do you think people are wondering that oh definitely <laughs> They're like why are these bastards doing it oh right holiday yeah that's one of those holidays that like some people get and some people don't i talked to a group of people uh, i think friday or saturday night i'm like hey three-day weekend and did my little, you know, cha-cha happy dance. And they all looked at me. They're like, I have to work. And someone else like, I got to work. Someone else is like, yeah, I work too. And they all looked at me like, where the hell do you work? I'm like, oh, California. <laughs> <laughs> well, even when you work for the state bar, you had that day off, right? Yeah, but I think a state holiday or right. something at that point. But so, yes, I have never in my life had Martin Luther King Jr. day off, except for this year because I'm not working. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I, I'm, I'm so glad that you're getting holidays off, you know, along with that no paycheck. Yay, me. You're really getting to uh, experience. Your life is a movie, man. Well, I keep checking the unemployment website to see when that new stimulus package yeah. thing kicks in, but I haven't heard anything yet. Come on, Uncle Joe. Right. Was that one of his executive orders he was supposed to sign? No, that was the one that was signed in December. You know, that Trump wasn't going to sign, and then he did sign. But by then, everything had expired. So now states are scrambling to get stuff up and running. Gotcha. All right. Enough of that. Um, Because, you know, even though Trump is gone, we keep hearing about him. I'm, I'm ready for it to I'm ready for it all to be a distant memory. Like a very, very bad nightmare. Love him or hate him, I'm, I'm, I'm just sick of talking about him. So done. God, I don't <laughs> even want to play Euchre anymore. It's got to talk about the Trump card all the time. Uh. <laughs> I'm, I'm true. I got an aversion to that word in general. So we're talking about season five, episode 11, uh, Sam Interrupted. About 20 years ago, a movie came out called Girl Interrupted about a girl in a psych ward. So I'm assuming we're going to be at a psych ward. And sure enough, we are. Yes, we are. So if you've ever seen that movie, it it seems like nice and fun and pretty cool until, what is it, the last 10 minutes, then you want to kill yourself. You know, I remember watching that movie, but it was so long ago, I would really have to watch it again to remember what it was actually about. Did it have Winona Ryder in it? Yeah. In Angelina Jolie? Yeah. Okay, that's, I yep. remember that part about it, but that's about all I remember. And I think it's Winona Ryder that kills herself at the end. Spoiler right. alert, whatever, <laughs> it's a 20-year-old movie. It's a 20-year-old movie. movie, if you haven't seen it by now. You, you aren't going to, <laughs> unless you hear that Winona Ryder dies, that might spur you on. So in the recap, uh, it's kind of a weird little recap because it was mostly the end of the last episode <coughs> all over again. Uh, but then it cuts in with this whole bit about Dean. He's like, we're nuts for wanting to hunt ghosts. And, I mean, that happened, like, quite a while ago, that scene. Yeah, that was in Yellow Fever, um, where he had ghost sickness. Because he says, you know who hunts ghosts? Crazy people. We're crazy. And so 
It did kind of tie in with what this episode was going to be about. Oh, it felt a little ham-fisted, though, because it, they're trying to have, like, so much from last episode, and it really feels like, ooh, we're going to get a continuation of this Lucifer story. Uh, because, you know, after we see Dean screaming about being nuts, then we see Lucifer and Sam uh, from the end of last episode yelling at each other. Well, not really Lucifer yelling, Sam yelling at Lucifer. Um, but... You know, how he's going to kill him, but then Lucifer just comes back with, like, good boy, you'll need all that rage. I mean, it sounds like the Emperor from Star Wars. <laughs> right, it does. <coughs> let your rage and hate fill you. Kill yeah. your father. Yeah, let it flow. <laughs> uh, that's what it sounds like, so a little weird. <coughs> oh, and as always, we got to have this cough. Yeah, you're perfectly fine until we started talking. So far, I don't have one. Hopefully, I won't. But I usually get something, too. It's like contagious or something. I don't know what it is. I know. If only these dogs could pull their weight and uh, fill in on the mics when we need them. Uh, Well, yeah, you're talking about Lucifer and also, you know, mentioned the fact that kind of replay the scene where Joe and Ellen sacrifice themselves to give Sam and Dean a chance to get away and kill Lucifer. So we had that reminder there. Yep. Yep. The reminder that Joe and Ellen are kaputzed. All right, so the episode starts. Uh, there's a lady at a mental hospital. Um, she's talking to her doctor, and uh, she's telling him, like, hey, man, there's a monster in here, and it's coming to get me. Doctor's like, oh, you're just a schizophrenic. You know, you, know, you don't know what's real and what's not. And she's like, oh, no, 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 no. I, I know what's real and what's not. And the monster that I'm talking about, it's a real thing. And the doctor, like, tries to pawn it off. Sounds like something terrible happened to her roommate. A little while ago. Well, it was her roommate that was that died from the monster, but the doctor mate said it was a suicide. So at this point, we don't know. Did she kill herself? Did this monster? Yeah. It says there's no such thing as monsters. Well, it's nighttime, and this lady is in her room, and she hears something up in the air vents, and we see the screws unscrew themselves from the inside. Which is always an interesting trick. I'd like to know how things can do that, but... Well, we know Cass and the Angel can do that with the power of their mind. Yeah, I get that. Well, you know, if you got telekinetic powers, but if you're supposed to be some creature inside of a vent, like, what tool do you have to reverse a screw out the other end? I'm just saying. Oh, well, way to point at your wrist and then make a weird slashy motion. Um, but yeah, this the monster in this movie has an appendage. I, I don't know. It, it seems weird because screws normally go into things and you don't have access from the <laughs> other side to undo it. Right. I, it's, there's material in the way. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, that lady, though, screams. The nurse, she makes a comment like, oh, the crazies are starting early tonight. So you can tell that, you know, they aren't going to move very fast to go check in on her. Uh, eventually, the nurse does open up her door. I'm assuming it's like the next morning or something. And uh, looks in. She's laying on the ground, and she has her wrist sliced. And blood everywhere. And that's the start of the episode. Yeah, and meanwhile, while she was screaming, there was a patient across the hall from her who kind of, he didn't really see whatever monster attacked her, but he saw you know her screaming and then being drugged back out of the way of the window. So he knew something was up, too. Yeah, anytime that there's screaming and then it goes silent, it seems to be a clue that something bad's happened. Uh, the boys, they're uh, at the same doctor that that lady was at, 
And it looks like Dean is trying to admit Sam. Yes. So the doctor starts asking questions, and Sam, like, just tells absolute facts. He's like, oh, you know, I'm... It probably all started when I started the apocalypse. You see, there was this Lilith, and then I work with this angel named Cass. He just goes on and on about what the show's about, basically. Um, so the doctor's like, Jesus, you are nutty. <laughs> then he turns to Dean. Um, and then Dean's like, oh, yeah, no. My brother, yeah, he isn't evil or anything. He was just drinking demon blood. So you could kind of say he was just high. <laughs> uh, so... It's kind of like Dean is, I assume they came in with the plan of, let's just get Sam uh, put in as the nutty person, and then Dean, he'll just wait on the outside or something. Um, but in fact, though, Dean sounds just as crazy as Sam does. Uh, the doctor picks up his phone, cancels lunch with his secretary, and the next thing you know, we see the boys, they're both getting admitted to the mental ward for, I think, like three days of observation. Yeah, whatever that hold is. Yeah, 72 hours, that's three days. So, yeah, they both went in just telling the truth, and someone thought they were cray-cray. <laughs> the, uh, we see the nurse snapping on the rubber gloves. Oh, <laughs> wackiest joke in all of comedy. God, I hate that joke. Uh, yeah, then afterwards the boys kind of meet up and they got silkwood showers and some uh some anal probing to make sure that they were hauling in contraband it sounded like yeah it did sound like that they they did make a comment that she was very thorough um i just want to let you know that i can hear me through my headset but i can't hear you now for oh, some reason no. yeah oh no no i can't oh no yeah you kind of had your microphone turned away from you Oh, no. Oh, Jesus. Now you're really loud. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, well, Jesus, I don't know. Maybe we should hire a professional to sound engineer this thing. Um, the uh, So the boys, uh, they're, they're talking um, about what they're doing there, and it sounds like they're there to do a favor for some old hunter, some other past hunter friend of theirs. They either they know about or John knows about, right? Yeah, I think he was a friend of John's. Yeah. Uh, Sam and Dean bicker for a little while about how they're going to do this. Dean says, watch me, and they wander off to go find their friend Martin. I don't know what they were bickering about. Did you pick up on that? Well, Dean uh, still was saying, Sam, I think your idea is crazy. I don't know why you talked me into this. But that's when Sam says, well, come on, it's Martin. He was a friend of Dad's. We owe him a favor and all that fun stuff. Okay. Uh, Martin thinks, uh, they, they meet up with him, they find him pretty quick, says that there's a real supernatural problem there. Uh, there's been five deaths in the last month, and uh, he wouldn't have called them if he didn't really think that there was something going on there for them to address. So, I mean, that's cool. Like, Martin, you know, could tell, like, he didn't want to call them, but he had no one else to call, it seemed. Right. He himself did not look like he was in any condition to do the actual hunt himself no it looked like martin could barely get up and walk around <laughs> he was just slouched over in a chair uh the doctor comes out and sends sam and martin off to group dean though he gets held uh back and split off into a different group because the doctor feels that he's uh, dangerously codependent with his brother <laughs> which is oh so true yeah of course it's true uh in 
group, then there's a guy, and he brings up this whole monster thing, too. And at this point, the doctor gets really defensive. He's like, there is no monster! And he threatens to call the orderlies and rough them up if he doesn't shut up about the monster already. Uh, we see Dean playing checkers by himself, and a really hot doctor comes up to talk to him, and it turns out to be his shrink. So he instantly starts to hit on her. <laughs> like, oh, you're my hot, gorgeous shrink. And then she says to her something like, oh, you're my psychopath, schizophrenic, <laughs> codependent. Like, she just lays on. Like, narcissistic. All, yeah, narcissistic. <laughs> she just lays on all of these clinical diagnoses titles on him. Just to basically shut him down. Like, uh, you're the dude with all sorts of trouble. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm probably not into uh, head cases. But her and Dean chit-chat for a while. Uh, they make some sort of agreement that he'll he'll ask questions as long as she can ask questions or something like that. So they go back and forth. And Dean is all about asking the typical ghost-busting questions of, do you feel cold spots? Do you smell sulfur? Do you, shadows moving, I think. Kind of the same thing that we've heard them ask other people a lot. Right. And uh, the shrink, though, she's asking, like, normal shrink questions. And one of them was, like, how much do you drink? <laughs> and then as he's going back through, I mean, is Dean from Wisconsin? Because he gave like a very Wisconsin answer when, when you're like, well, I got to sleep sometime. When, when, when you're calculating how much you drink during the week and that's your first thought is, when am I not sleeping? <laughs> no, they're from Lawrence, Kansas, remember? All right. I don't know. He seems to have some Wisconsinite in him. For, <laughs> but then he says that he has like 50 weeks of drink. or 50, 50 weeks. <laughs> 50 drinks a week. Is that a lot? Yeah, that's a lot, dude. That is a lot. Yeah, I guess that's around like eight a day then, right? Yeah, if you're, yeah, if you're drinking every day of the week. Yeah, and you're not supposed to get buzzed every day of the week. No, that's a bad thing. No. Um... Then she's also like, have you been in a long-term relationship? And he's like, define long-term. He's like, uh, greater than two months. It's like, never. And, okay, so yeah, on top of like all your other mental problems, dude, you're also an alcoholic who cannot keep a relationship. This, this hot shrink, she must just be so wet for you, dude. Grab a mop. <laughs> <laughs> like, Dean is really over his skis on this chick. He really is. Uh, then she wants to talk about dad and it cuts away. I don't know. Do they walk to an office or something like that at that point? She's just like, let's talk about your father. No, I don't think so. They just kept talking about that in the public day room. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you, those are not conversations you have in the day room. No, not usually. <laughs> no. Well, the shrink wouldn't even be sitting in the middle of the day room. He, you know, that's a no, she would be in her doctors. office or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, office with her back up against a wall, not just <laughs> exposed all the room full of Looney Tunes. Um, Sam catches up with Dean. They have a little chit chat. Uh, Dean at this point like expresses like I was thraped, <laughs> which I'm assuming is therapist raped, meaning like she just talked to him about all sorts of crap in his head that he was uncomfortable with. Exactly. I don't believe there was any sexual encounter, though. No, no, no was, just the, the was, mind fuck is basically what he's talking about. Okay. Um, Dean says that he's ready to, you know, get, let's get, just get this case over here with and uh, leave. This this joint gives me the creeps. 
Then a girl uh, named Wendy comes up and kisses uh, Sam, right? No, no. she kissed Dean? Dean. Okay. So I had in my notes, Dean. I just remember Sam getting smooched on a couple of times. Okay, that wasn't here. So yeah, this girl named Wendy comes up and kisses Dean. At night, the boys hear screaming. Uh, they get into the room and that guy from group that was complaining about the monsters, he is now hanging and dead in his the middle of his room. So once again, yeah, it looks like a suicide. But there was, was there a chair under him? See, how did, how would you hang yourself like that without a chair? I don't know if they they cut that scene so fast that I don't know if I noticed a chair or not. See, that's when I was like, hey, there's no way that you could think that that was suicide. Someone hung him up there. Right. Made it look like it, but I was like, where's the chair? <laughs> and I was wondering, like, if they were ever going to bring it up, but they didn't. Nobody nobody is the uh, Columbo detective like I am. That's right. Well, at the morgue, <laughs> somehow Sam and Dean are, have access to this, uh, this hospital's morgue as well. Uh, they're looking over the body, and they find a hole that goes all the way through into the brain. Uh, Sam wants to cut into the skull to get some more information. And since they're going to be using some power tools now, Dean stands outside and uh, stands watch. Uh, Sam cuts the skull open, pops it off, and there's like a little teeny prune brain inside. <laughs> it's like all shrunk down and in dark. And I was like, that brain does not look healthy. No, that does not. It looks like a... a a lung of a smoker's been poke, smoking yep. a pack a day for 50 years. That's what I was just going to say. It looked <laughs> like a smoker's lung. Uh, someone, someone's coming down the hall, though. Dean runs back into the room, warns Sam. They very quickly clean up all of their mess, you know, body <laughs> parts and stuff laying around. Um, well, the boys, though, they, they get themselves cleaned up, but they did not. they were not able to escape the room. And a nurse walks in and asks what they're doing. After an awkward pregnant pause, <laughs> with everyone just standing around looking at each other. Looking very uncomfortable, Sam and Dean anyway. Dean proceeds to pull down his pants to the floor. He raises his arms straight up in the air. He gets a really goofy look on his face and he goes, pudding! <laughs> then don't forget after that he starts wiggling his ass. I mean, you can't see it, but you can kind of tell from the camera angle they have on him that he must be like wiggling his junk around yeah yeah he was doing some pelvic thrusting or something it it, it, it was like he was wagging his wiener yeah to, it, to the nurse exactly uh the nurse is like oh you too come with me and as they're uh, leaving dean turns to sam and says crazy works <laughs> and they leave he, he said it quiet so the nurse you know didn't yeah, it's like it, but... told you crazy works <laughs> Next we see the boys are talking to Martin. They tell Martin uh, what's happening uh, with the brains getting shrunk down and like all the liquid sucked out or something. And Martin, he's uh, he's got the answer. He thinks it's a wraith. And uh, he already knows all about wraiths. He's got his own little, by the way, he's got his own little journal going in, inside too. Did you notice that? Well, he probably took his journal with him. Yeah, I think I'm thinking when you get checked into a crazy people place, they don't let you just bring in your own crazy writings to reflect on. Maybe not. I don't know. I've never been in a crazy person so place, I, so well, I, I was know. thinking, like, did he start a new journal once he got inside, or did he like butt smuggle his old one? <laughs> that would have hurt because that was a pretty big journal. That would have hurt to try and butt smuggle that in. Besides, as we know, Sam and Dean's uh, 
exam when they came in was very thorough. So yeah, well, when there where there's a will, there's a way. I guess. Uh, but Martin knows that they can't touch silver, uh, but they can pass as humans. But they do show off their true form in a mirror. And then that whole showing off the true form in a mirror, I was like, hey, wait, we've seen that before. What other creatures, when you look in the mirror, like shapeshifters, right? And we're, how about that sucker? Pe- there was those sucker persons. The ghouls? Yeah, ghouls. The nasty faces. Like, we have seen this a couple of times now where mirrors reflect what they really look like, but like psychically monsters can cover up what they look like to people. No, the shapeshifters, the only thing they do was in a video, uh, their their eyes kind of <sighs> looked different. Um, oh, yeah. And when we saw in that one episode where they were at the movie set, if you look through camera, you could sometimes see spirits that way. But uh, I don't think we've discussed the whole mirror shows the true form of the creature yet. Oh, so this is a thing that's addressed is the physics of how mirrors show true forms. Okay, good. I'm I'm glad that this eventually gets explained. Um, but they figure, uh, you know, easy enough. They just need to go and check everyone out in the whole place. I don't know, touch them with silver, look at them through at mirrors. That was the plan, right? Right. As uh, well, we see Dean uh, working the plan. He's standing on a corner uh, of a hallway corner in this hospital, and it's got one of those uh, safety corner mirrors, so people don't bump into each other. Right. And uh, so he's just, like, casually standing there and just looking up at that safety mirror as everyone wanders by to see, you know, who the uh, who the wraith is. That's the monster, right? Yes. And uh, his shrink comes up, and <laughs> what's really funny is Dean just straight out tells him what he's doing. Oh, yeah, I'm here looking for, looking for a wraith. Yeah, Pretty I'm hunting. Sure busy. Yeah, I'm busy. <laughs> I, I figured he'd be like, beat it, lady, I'm working here. <laughs> No, because I think he must have the, the crazy thing going on for at least a little while longer. But, yeah, he says, oh, I'm hunting for a race, but they can pass as human. Uh, so so she's like, well, so I could be the wraith? And he looks in the mirror. Nope, you're normal. You can only see the true face in the mirror. <laughs> she's kind of like, okay. Yeah, and the doctor then asks uh, him, like, throws her, her shrink stuff back on him, like, why you? Why are you the one that's always the hunting and has to save the world and everything? And uh, Dean's reply is because nobody else is dumb enough to do it, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Uh, the doctor asks, you know, how many people do you need to save before you're done? And he's like, all of them. And he goes on about saving the whole world. And the doctor just, doctor full, flips it all back on him. And he's like, man, that must be a huge burden to have to save the entire planet. How do you get up in the morning? Well, bye. <laughs> like, she was just kind of a jerk. I was like, way to leave this guy who, you know, who you're supposed to be thinking is mentally crumbling and not give him more pressure. And all she did was, like, just lump it on more. Well, no. Well, yeah, she did. She's like, you know, how do you live with, or how do you live with that, the pressure of saving six billion lives? But then she didn't just say, okay, bye. That's when the doctor walked by. And Dean was looking in the mirror, and the doctor had the wraith face. And so Dean walked away from her. Yeah, you're right. She, she did not rudely leave that conversation. No, she did no, not. It was Dean, yeah. Saw the doctor, looked like looked like a monster of some sort. Just kind of face with only half of its skin in use. Yeah, it was pretty hideous. 
Uh, at night, Sam, uh, Dean, and Martin, they're in the halls. And I think it's Wendy. Yes. Comes up and makes out with Sam. Yes, it's Sam this time. Uh, Dean, uh, Sam and Dean, um, they have a plan, you know, how they're going to go about fighting the Wraith because they, th they think it's the Doctor. Uh, but Martin at this point is like, uh, wait, I'm not in your plan. Don't get me involved. I'm not helping. It's like he's just like, I can't do that. I'm a I'm a wreck of I'm a shell of a man. <laughs> Basically, he, he's just like, no, fuck off. I want you to solve it, but I'm not going to help. Uh, so Dean goes into the doctor's office and uh, Sam's there, too. They spot that the keys are still on the desk. So they realize that he's still somewhere in the building. So they split up to go look for him. Sam spots the doctor walking down a hall. Uh, so Sam, I think, grabs a butter knife or something and attacks the doctor. No. Screwdriver? No. There was a scene when the three of them, would, where Sam, Dean, and Martin were talking. Sam said he had to raid uh, three different nurses' stations, and they're only silver-plated. What he had was letter openers, silver-plated letter openers. Oh, okay. So he attacks, Sam attacks the doctor. Uh, two orderlies, though, they are, like, there immediately. I don't know how those orderlies, like, got to him so quick. Uh, but instantly uh, got up and uh, tie Sam up for a little bit. But Sam eventually gets the best of them, beats them up. He takes off to go kill the doctor again. But right at this point, uh, Mr. I-don't-want-to-get-involved Martin... He steps in, stops Sam, and points out that the cut uh, that he already inflicted on the doctor was not burning, so he couldn't be the wraith. So, yes, Martin fortunately saved Sam from a murder charge. But we just heard Martin say, I'm not going to do anything. You're on your own here, kids. And well, he didn't, say he, he, he didn't say they were on their own. I just think he did not want to be actively involved. It was probably hanging back just in case. Which is a good thing he did because Sam didn't notice that the doctor's wound wasn't burning from the silver and Martin did. Oh, he might, he might not want to be involved, but he's already involved. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know, Joan. <laughs> I don't think Martin realizes. Um, so uh, Dean comes into his room. I guess him and Sam are sharing a room or something. I don't think so, but this is probably the next day. Okay. Well, Dean comes into Sam's room and finds Sam just completely whacked out on drugs. Sam lets uh, Dean know, though, like he was lucid enough to tell him that the doctor wasn't a wraith. And Dean assures Sam that he did see something. And Sam's like, well, maybe you are nuts. But I still love you, brother. <laughs> and then Dean's just like, oh, fucking happy drunks, and walks out. <laughs> Dean finds um, finds the doctor, finds him, and tells him he is going to kill him himself. Oh. Dean's shrink finds Dean. Right. And she goes up to him and is like, you're going to kill yourself with all the stress you're putting yourself under. The nurse then... Uh, or the shrink. I don't know why I have all these titles weird. The shrink then tells him that he's actually the like blame for everything and he is going crazy and like this all of a sudden she knew everything about everything. Right, she knew he was Jean Dean Winchester. Um but the fact is yeah, we keep saying nurse shrink doctor. No, it's the sexy shrink doctor. This is the same person who had talked to him before that thraped him. Talked to him when he was looking through the mirrors. This is the same person. Yes, I know. 
Okay, you just made it sound confusing to people who haven't seen the episode. Yeah, I realize that. I should have not said nurse. I should have said shrink. But yeah, so he was kind of surprised when she said Dean Winchester. He's like, wait, what? And so, yeah, she was kind of like throwing everything back at him. You know, it's his fault that all this other stuff is happening. And So instantly as a viewer, I'm like, ooh, demon, demon, demon. I've seen this before. That's a bad lady. She's <laughs> all demoned up. They're all off on a wild goose chase. Um, but they pull back and the, there's, a, there's an orderly or maid or something like that. And he points out to Dean like, uh, dude, no one's there. You're talking to yourself. Behave. Settle mm-hmm. down. And uh, so he was just talking to thin air, and then you're like, oh, I think Dean is going crazy. So he starts, Dean starts to really freak out because I think she vanishes in front of him or something. He goes wandering down the halls, and it just seems like random people and people in mirrors, they're all ghouls or wraiths. Wraiths, yeah. They're all, I mean, I just wrote ghoul because, you know, it's some gross creature. I didn't mean it as, you know, the actual supernatural creature but yeah he just sees it like all these other people are messed up he then eventually collapses in a doorway and i don't know cries himself to sleep probably that's what i'm assuming happened too sam is in his room and the head doctor comes in to talk to him sam apologizes to the doctor and tells him he knows that there's no such thing as monsters He, he he's had a moment of clarity the doctor's like, hey, by the way, uh, monsters are the least of your problems. You have a huge rage issue. You are barely human. You were like a man possessed, Sam. Sam, at this point, feels really bad, asks for a second chance, and the doctor is uh, nice enough to give him some day room privileges. Chaperone day room privileges. But then he does say, but if you have another outburst, we're going to send you to a place for violent patients, and they're not going to be so as understanding as I am. So Sam has had his official warning. All right. Well, Sam walks into the day room and uh, sees Dean there. Dean instantly starts to shit talk him about everything's his fault. And then all the people standing around, they all start blaming him for everything. He all gets crowded in and the camera once again pulls back and you realize that none of this is real. Sam is hallucinating just like Dean and, uh, like Dean was, and I have, Dean was freaking, yeah, Dean, though, saw him do all of this. He, he Like Sam, Sam's vision of Dean was a different Dean. That was fake Dean. That was but fake the Dean. real life Dean was like sitting off in a corner witnessing his brother flip out. Well, right, because of the fact that, you know, all those people closing in on Sam, you know, he starts punching him. Yeah, you know, and Dan said then they pulled the camera back and Sam was just punching thin air. There's no one there. So then that's kind of when the orderlies come in and take him away. This freaks Dean out. He goes running into Martin's room. At this point, Dean is just half mad. And he asks Martin if the uh, doctor could be feeding off of people's sanity. And eventually Dean uh, works out that he was poisoned. Him and Sam must be poisoned by the wraith somehow and making them nutty. And then it's like, oh, that one chick, Wendy, she's slobbered all over the both of us. She's obviously the wraith that poisoned us with her kisses. So they go off to find Sam or something. I don't know what what Martin and Dean go off and do. but Well, they thought Wendy was the wraith, so they went to find her. Okay, so they head off to Wendy's room. Uh, but they hear a screaming in the hall. Dean and Martin break in on their, a real wraith feeding on Wendy. 
And it is another nurse. No, it's the same nurse that caught them in the morgue. Is it? Yes, it's the same nurse. I have the hardest time telling these people apart. Why don't they give them names? And it was the same nurse that did their, when they came in, did their exam. Yeah, I, I knew it was that nurse. But I didn't realize that that same nurse was the one that caught him. I guess, how many different nurses are they going to have in the show? Right. They're just going to have one that you're supposed to recognize everywhere. All right, well, it's the same nurse. She's actually feeding on someone. So, like, out of the palm of her hand, she's got this spike that's stuck through the neck and into the brains. So it's like she's sucking out brain juice there. Um, they fight. Uh, they fight the wraith, but she's super strong and eventually gets away. Uh, while she's running down the hall, she runs into some orderlies and reports like, Hey, two patients broke in and attacked me. Um, back in the room, though, we do see that Wendy is still alive. I didn't get too far into feeding on her, I guess. Right. Only took out some brain liquid, not all of it. You know, who knows how much brain liquid you need. And maybe it was the crazy brain liquid, so she'll be <laughs> all better. But what you forgot to mention is when they were fighting her, Martin did manage to cut her with silver. So that's why she ran away. Okay. Um, the uh, that that wraith, uh, the nurse, who goes into Sam's room, and we see that Sam's got some new digs. He is all strapped down to a, a bed, and in a big padded room too, <laughs> like a, an octagon room, just stuck right in the middle of Pillow Land. Uh, she tells him her whole plan about how what she's doing and how she does it. Yeah, she poisons these people to drive them half nuts because it triggers a bunch of extra chemicals in their brain that she finds just delicious. <laughs> Dean uh, Dean comes in just in the nick of time, starts fighting her. Uh, during this fight, he breaks off that wrist spike that came out of her, just like grabs it with his hand and just snaps it off, you know, like a chicken bone maybe <laughs> uh, but then he like did you notice he makes like a gagging motion like oh, oh. well because you know blood or brain juice or whatever start pumping out of it. it well it's just like her well she didn't stick it into sam's head so well no but still it was gross I didn't want <laughs> everything any... that they do i know they dig up dead bodies and light them on fire and he's gonna gag over some chick's palm spike <laughs> Uh, but then he uses it and stabs her with it, I think, right? No, he used the silver uh, letter opener oh, that he had. Oh, silver letter opener, okay. I don't know. I just saw him stab her with something. Uh, the boys then break out. They get to the car. In perfect fit of timing here, Sam stops and starts thinking about what the Wraith had to say. Because <laughs> she kept hounding Sam for being mad all the time. And uh, so now Sam has picked the worst time in the world to stop and think down about what she said. Dean uh, eventually has had enough, yells at him to shut up. They need to toughen up so they don't end up like Martin. They get in the car and take off. The end. Right. Yeah, because one of the things the nurse was telling Sam is that she doesn't make people crazy. She just takes whatever's there and when she poisons them, enhances it. So all that anger that you saw in Sam, he already had. Just her poison enhanced it. So that's what he was talking about, you know. Hey, the Wraith was right. Right, I do have all this anger inside of me. And then, yeah, Dan's, Dean tells him, snap out of it, Skippy. Skippy. Pull it together, cocksucker. I think that's what the, the words he used. <laughs> <laughs> it would be funny if he said that. <laughs> Pull it together, cocksuckers. I don't think he can on the CW. 
Fucking powder your balls. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That was loud. Yeah. Well, this is on the generic cheapo microphone. And well, the more you play with it, the worse it sounds. Yeah, that's what's weird is the more I touch it, the louder it gets. Okay, I stopped touching it. Now it's perfect. Um, so, fairly interesting episode. I mean, once again, a complete... A complete joke of what an actual mental health <laughs> a facility looks like or runs like. Right. Uh, the way the TV just sometimes portrays real life, it's. Um, uh, I think it does a bit of just disservice to people because then when they do find them, themselves in situations where, let's say, they go through the legal system or go through a forced hospital system, they're really shocked with how it really is. It's nothing like TV whatsoever. Right, exactly. It's much harsher and a lot shittier. Yes, exactly. Much shittier. Well, I don't know about the whole mental hospital thing, but what I hate, because I've, everyone who knows me who knows that I have a drinking problem, I've been into rehab a couple of times. And um, when you see shows like 28 Days and stuff like that that are about rehab, no, it's not like that. You don't all get together in one room and have this big happy whatever. I don't know. I'd have to watch that movie again, but it's a lot different. I mean, yeah, you do have group therapy sessions and things like that, but. Yeah. It's a you lot don't... more one-on-one and self-reflecting and like doing reading and homework and stuff. Exactly. Exactly. It's not, you all go with this group activity or, you know, things like that. Yeah. And it when it's these you know, the, a state hospital that's actually taking care of schizophrenia patients, you know, people that could be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a lot of security and walking around. And it's a lot of... Uh, also in this episode, they were just able to, like, seemingly run all the halls at any right. time of the day. Right. No, mm-hmm. really no. locked down. No. You are only allowed movement during certain times to certain places. To right. Yeah, even, like I said, even in rehab, I mean... Our doors weren't locked or, or anything, but when you're at, sleeping there at night, they go around like once, I don't know how often, once an hour, open the door, make sure you're there. I mean, yeah, you can get up and if you have to go to the bath, <coughs> excuse me, bathroom or something, that's totally fine, but they're not going to want me sitting you out there in the common room, like watching TV or reading or something. I mean, no. you're going to be in your bedroom. No. The places that I've been at too, uh, no. There's yeah. no just getting up in the middle of the night and feeling like having a bag of popcorn and catching, watching some telly in the day room. No, not at all. <laughs> but anyway, I did want to mention, though, that, uh, which makes you realize then that the doctor never was real because when you said the doctor would not be discussing these things with Dean in the day room, you're right, a real doctor wouldn't. So that's why we know then, hey, Dean had been hallucinating her this whole time. Was... He wasn't hallucinating her the whole time. Yes, because the Wraith, when they did that flashback scene, she originally infected Sam and Dean when she was doing their intake physical. So all the while they were there, their crazy was slowly building up. So that shrink was never real. Right. Interesting. Right. Because, yeah, did we see that shrink interact with anyone else? No, only Dean. Now, Dean did see her reflection in the mirror. And she looked perfectly normal. Yeah, but... But if you're, you know, if you're... Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're hallucinating one, why not the other? Exactly. Um, hmm. Interesting that, yeah, you're right. Sam never talked to her. No one did. No other doctors talked to her. No other patients talked to her. 
very cool. And even, you know, when, when she and Dean were arguing and that orderly was standing there, he's like, dude, who are you talking to? There's no one there. So Right. And then Sam went crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And what was he seeing again? Well, he was just seeing you know, patients coming at him. That's when he went crazy the second time. Yeah, but there was nothing like leading up to it. No, no, not really. See, that would have been interesting if he had some sort of doctor or shrink or someone in his storyline because he was in that different group. Right. That would have been interesting if he had, you know, a phantom follower from the beginning too. Right. But no, he he held out longer, I guess. <laughs> well, he is bigger, so maybe he can take more of that hallucination juice than what Dean could. Yeah. Uh, what was interesting, too, is that as soon as she died, they both snapped out of their hallucinations, too, right? Yeah, the minute the Wraith died, they were both back to normal. <laughs> yeah, well, how, how does that happen? Come on. Well, you know, as normal as Sam and Dean can be. Chemically poisoned, but then when the person, you know, it's not like if you get sprayed by a skunk and then you kill the skunk, you stop stinking. No. <laughs> I mean, that's what, it doesn't make sense. You're right, it doesn't make sense. It's almost like... Um, no, if it was a psychic connection of some sort. Impossibly, it could have been. You know, that's why shapeshifters have to keep people alive so they have that psychic connection so they not only look like the person, but they have their thoughts as well. Maybe there is some sort of psychic connection there. Interesting. Yeah, did that nurse take over another wraith's body or has it just been a wraith living as a wraith ever since it was a wee little wraith and just grew up with... A wraith mom and dad blended into society. You know, they never really discussed the whole family uh, dynamics of wraith schools, demons, or things like that, which I think they should. No, in that one episode, though, I thought it was the ghoul episode where they were all excited to move into a new place together as a family. Right. The one with Adam and his mom. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's true. They, they were a family that stuck together. It was John's fault that their father was killed, so they had to survive all those yeah. years without him. So you're right, the ghouls do have a family. Race, not so sure about. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay, very nice. Uh, so how many dead in this episode? We have three. Do you agree with that? Is that the IM? That's the IMDb number. Yes, because we have the the first one that was before the episode started, when the woman was talking to the doctor about her roommate. Then the woman who okay. they, yep. they found with their wrist slit, then Ted, who saw the monster, and then they found Hung. So those are the three. See, you know, when they were talking to Martin initially, Martin said that five people had died that hospital. Well, yeah, he did say and, five and people. Marked up, marked up as suicides. But I think just as the episode begins, those are the only three. I guess we're not counting before Sam and Dean yeah. got there. Okay. In the day-night, we know, 72 hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Although, um, you know, the uh, indecent exposure would have uh, landed Dean some more time. Uh, Sam's assault would have landed him some more time. Like, those two are not getting out on their 72-hour holes. Oh, no, no. They're going to be sticking around for at least three or four more months. Yeah. Uh, Sam more than Dean because, yeah, he physically attacked a doctor and then he started punching at nothing. You know, whereas Dean, you know, a little indecent bit more. Indecent exposure. Well, it wasn't decent. You think those nurses don't see that every day? They probably see crap like that every, which is why she's like, okay, come on, you two. What was, didn't phase her yeah, one I bit. Know. I don't know how that works. If you're old and crazy and you just keep pulling your wiener out in front of <laughs> nurses, like, do you eventually get charged? I wouldn't think so. Not in that situation. Then you just go to jail and pull your wiener out there in front of everyone else. Right. There you go. That's going to go over big in a jail. What are you in here for? 
I like pulling my wiener out. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little old man. Oh, man. Okay, very nice. If you have nothing else, then. I've got nothing else. Just a reminder, we have a Facebook group called Armchair Hunters. Come on over and say hi. Or better yet, visit our wonderful website run by Penny called coupleofidgets.com. There you can uh, download every one of our episodes, listen to all of our episodes, find out how to subscribe and get new episodes daily, and uh, even some more information on how to get in touch with us on our other social medias if you care to. That's it for me. We'll talk. Oh, what's tomorrow's episode? Tomorrow's episode, season five, episode twelve. It's called Swap Meat. Oh, I love a good swap meat. I'm I'm really excited. Meat, M E A T, not M E E T. Swap meat. Well, I mean, I don't. Know. <laughs> I suppose if you had someone with a 12-inch dog, you'd want to swap meat. I don't know. Meat guy, meat guy. Once in a while. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, everyone. Bye. Bye.